Yo, yo, yo. What's happening, everybody? Hey, welcome to the LTK Show. My name is Luther Kangas. And on the show today, got my buddy Eric Ongstead, the co-host, the man. And we talk about... I gave you guys an embarrassing story since I didn't, I couldn't remember one last week, an embarrassing story about my sports career. And uh, we also get into game of Would You Rather, which is always fun. And then we talk Minnesota sports. We got uh, the Twins made a couple of moves and lost a couple of key players. And then the Vikes game, we get into that. We talk about Minnesota Vikes and their season and um, what's going on thus far. So, yeah, but before we get into it, uh, First of all, I want to thank the listeners. I want to thank guys that, that tune in every week. That's pretty awesome. Love that. Okay. And we'd love to hear from you guys too. So uh, in order to do that, go to www.ltkathletic.com. Easy for me to say. That's ltkathletic.com. And click email the show. All right. Love to hear from you. Question, comment, want us to talk about something, be great to hear from you. So, uh, before we get into this, I want to thank our sponsor as well, okay, which is the JP4 Foundation. The JP4 Foundation uses the game of baseball to provide healthy meals, healthy activities, and healthy relationships for youth in the Twin Cities. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta using the handle JP4 Foundation or by visiting them at JP4 Foundation. Dot O-R-G. All right, guys, here we go. LTK show with Eric Ongstead. Hey, I got quit. Are we recording? We are, but like I can always edit. I want to do some shout outs here. Okay. Who do you Sh- got? Shout out Mark Jansen. Yeah. Loyal listener. Yep. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't say that. No, that's awesome. Dude. Really? I didn't know I have it. Well, I haven't talked to him in a while. That's freaking awesome. I yeah. love it. I, he he definitely he sent a text today encouraging us. Yeah. Shout out Katie Eckert, loyal listener. Yep, I knew that. Shout out Brent Steffensmeyer, loyal listener. Let's go. Knew that. And we have thousands of listeners, but those three got a shout out today. <laughs> uh, yeah, baby. I love it. That's awesome, dude. Keeps me going. That's good stuff. Hey, before like we get into the meat of it, so one thing I realized, too, is I don't have an embarrassing story, right, last time? Yeah, that's right. So I thought of one. I got – so we were in Peewee's. Hang on. Preface this. Explain what it, what you're talking about. Okay, so playing hockey, all right, in Peewee's. No, 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 no. Right. So last podcast we were talking about things that had happened to us in sports that were embarrassing. And Luther – for the love of God, he couldn't think of one. So now he's got one. I just right. I was to too cool up. for school. And then I started thinking, dude, am I like, like Mr. Never Embarrassed? So I, uh, yeah, I had one. So we're playing in Mariucci, which is where the Golden Gophers play. All right. It was in between periods. So there are 10,000 people in the stands. Okay. I was probably 12 years old. We're playing Edina. It's an eight-minute game. Okay. So right in between periods. And people are, you know, we're nervous. We get on the ice. Bodies are flying. There's a lot of checks because in Peewee's back then, you could hit. You know, you yep. could check. Yep, so, absolutely. So a lot of body checks going, a lot of oohs and ahs from the crowd. You know, like both teams are super jacked to be playing. And 
and you're just going balls of the wall for eight minutes. So, but I don't know, halfway through, I get a pass like mid ice from a defenseman. I turn up to skate up the ice, lift my head up way too late, obviously. And I get absolutely like smushed as hard as I've ever been checked before <laughs> in my life. Like I literally think snot bubbles came out. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like I just exhaled and it was bar none. The loudest, like, Oh, from so the you crowd. got starched in front of the gopher fans at yes. a game at Mariucci. That's, that's awesome. Yes. And it was like, for sure, the hardest hit of that game. Like it was center ice, like just open. I got crunched. Nice. And that's, so I, you know, I wanted to just, you know, I got a couple more, but we'll leave it at that. He's human, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's rock into uh, some warm up questions here. What do we got? So let's start with would you rather. We got a few of those. I got would you rather um, always be 10 minutes late or 20 minutes early? 20 minutes early, but they both suck. <laughs> 20 minutes early, twiddling your thumbs? Yeah, so here, you and I have talked about this. One of us is chronically late, and it's not me. <laughs> but, but, dude, being late, at least in, so, it, it depends on what it is. And you and I have talked about this, too. If you're late for something like, hey, we're going to go play some street hockey, not a big deal. But if you've got, like, an actual appointment, it's important to be on time, like in yep. the professional world or just as a respect issue, because I think respect comes into factor. But here's what I've learned. If you're if you're chronically super, super early, that's also disrespectful because it's like saying, hey, your time can't be that important. Like you're, you're probably not doing anything now. I'll just show up when I want. You know what I mean? I think the, the perfect window is about five to seven minutes before whatever it is that you had planned. Yep. Okay. Now I'm off my soapbox. Yeah. But I'd, I'd rather be early, if anything, because if you're not early, you're late. Yep. I agree. As you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, What else do I got? Would you rather, okay, this one, have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? Ooh. It's a tough never, one, hey? Yeah, never have to stand in line again. Because yeah. I think with the recent statutes in Minnesota, being that you are you can't text while you drive, I like to use a stoplight to slap a text out here and there, which is still probably illegal. However, much less unsafe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought of this one because you remember that time where we were, I think I, we were on Wiper Avenue and – we're driving back to your place from like, uh, where were we at? Oh, that's another good story, dude. Uh, what's the yeah, sandwich we nailed, place? We nailed Firehouse. Yeah, yeah. Firehouse, I think. Yeah. And there's probably what a dozen lights. Yeah, I'd say that's a, that's accurate. And I think we we uh, yeah we hit every single green. It was just unbelievable. It was that that was a good time. <laughs> but let's let's hit that that firehouse story, man. Have we talked about that one on a podcast? I don't think we have. You take it away there, bud. Okay. So a gal that was working in there, right? Remember when you walk in and it's like, welcome to firehouse. <laughs> yep. How you doing? 
And it's like, hey, 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 hey welcome to Firehouse. Yeah, she's just super excited. Like, hey, what's going on? It's like, sweet. All right, cool. We're a firehouse. Awesome. And then I think we went there like six months later. And it yep. was like, it was like, welcome yeah, to Firehouse. That, that time we walked in, she it was, was the like, same, yeah, same, same woman. Yep. Same lady. And she just Half didn't the have as much. Yeah, just didn't have have the same fire and passion. And then the third right, like time. A, yeah, about a year later. We walk in. And what yep. she looked like, like, she had like the Vietnam, like 10 mile stare. Like <laughs> she, her face said like, man, I've seen some shit. Her I job had beaten her down. It was, well, I'm up. <laughs> so it went from welcome to firehouse to, well, I'm up. <laughs> and then we just turned it into, bah, bah. Bah. <laughs> just like making noise. It's bah, great bah. because it's a perfect microcosm of like what, jobs can do to a person yes and like and and that's any job like anybody who tells you they love their job they haven't worked a day in their life they're an asshole complete liar (laughs) because the only way to be happy in a job in my opinion is to find ways to keep yourself interested obviously success is one way to keep yourself interested but like if you're working at firehouse god bless you awesome job delivering submarine sandwiches to the masses Mm -hmm. it's important to be able to have fun with it. So I don't know whether that's tally how many times somebody says some certain word or just whatever it is, but you got to keep yourself interested. She, she didn't follow that. And my guess is that she had to have her resume updated. Not long after she said, work, bye, hop. <laughs> bah, bah. I just bah, thought of like, like who's the dude on Snoopy or is it Snoop? Charlie Brown? Yeah. Charlie bah, Brown. Bah, bah. Bah, bah. I tell you what, they make a hell of a submarine sandwich too, and they if you're do. a hot sauce fan, my goodness, they got every single hot sauce from hot to mild under the sun. Yeah, we got to get there soon. I haven't been there in a while. Um, one more. Would you rather? Would you rather be married to a ten with a bad personality or a six with an amazing personality? Six amazing. Christ, you could have gone as low as four, and I'd have taken four amazing. Oh, okay, Once you how get about into the threes? That's a little iffy. How about when you were twenty-three years old? When you're 23, the same question. You think it's same answer? Six personality. I mean, dude, I'm a four. Yeah. So it's hard for me to, as a four, I think you got to lower the numbers for me. Like, would you rather marry a ten, an eight with a shitty personality or a three with a great personality? I'd still go three. Dude, and you're, you're right, though. When you're younger, you care more about things that – like you, you start to realize what's important when you're older, and that's can you get along with somebody? Do they make you happy? Because uh, right. what's, the, what's the quote? God, I'm not even gonna say it. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, hot we'll girl. You see what? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, we'll keep see. keep <laughs> yeah. that one in the old. Uh, that one doesn't need to be put out there. But anyway, yeah, chamber. that's a that's a good question though. But I, especially now, but probably even then, I'd take personality. Yeah, it's just for sure. Like, if you're looking for a fling, okay, cool, ten. But yeah. You're talking about marriage. You gots to go with the personality. The key for me, dude, is find someone who can put up with me. One through ten. If I can find someone who puts up with me, that's like half the battle. So, you know, <laughs> I didn't even bring that into <laughs> account. Dude, that's uh, that okay. So that leads me into my next question. That's pretty funny. Um, all right. How much do you like or dislike road trips? I actually love road trips, but. I like road trips with a purpose. So like, okay, I so... don't mind, like what I mean by that is like, I don't want to just hit the road and drive South 
and stop at a bunch of gas stations and buy Slim Jims and talk about how awesome it is to see Kentucky. I like I like going. I don't mind driving even to Canada or things like that if you've got a final destination for a purpose. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not just like a Sunday through Monday, just kind of random, whatever, right. cruising around. Okay. How about well, you there, player? Did I love them? Yeah, I love them. But um, for a purpose, or do you just want to pick up and start driving out west? Either. Really? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's well, I mean, really it... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's Two the wrong thorough. answer. That's the wrong answer. Some people um, have opinions. I've got the answer. <laughs> uh, but, it, dude, it, it made me think of uh, the road trip that we had down to Hochalter's wedding. Yes, that was fun. Oh, my gosh. It was a freaking blast. But the that was I got what, a good story quick about that. Sorry to interrupt you. The girl who I was dating at the time started to like you so much that she asked you out. Years after I had broken up with her, so that was pretty oh, cool. yeah, yep. yeah. So that was that pretty was... sweet. That's what I remember of that. So let's talk about <laughs> it. Got to bring up that awkward one. That huh? shit happened though. I know it did. Yeah, it did. And glad it didn't. Glad it didn't work out. Well, you, you're such a good friend. You you went on the date with her, but we'll leave that one alone. Well, I did call you and like ask for <laughs> approval, and it was kind of a dick move. Either way you slice it, but um... uh, still hurts. Still hurts. <laughs> We get through uh, it, though. We get through right. it. Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, it's just like the previous thing that we were talking about putting up with you was I remember, like I like I know you well. I've known you well for a long time, and I like know your humor and what you do and how like random you are and like whatever. And it was just funny because that group spent probably, what, 15, 20 hours in a van with you and the whole weekend. Yep. And I remember like at one point, you were driving the van and you did like a hard like right turn or left turn in like a parking lot and like kind of got the van like almost up on two wheels. Yep. And like for me, that doesn't throw me off. It's like not surprising that you would do that. Right. But I just remember like half the crew being like pissed at you. Oh, yeah. I remember that moment. They were not impressed. I <laughs> was basically what I was trying to do is educate people on seatbelt awareness. Anyone who that, had a seatbelt didn't hit their face off the window. <laughs> just trying, just trying to learn them, eh? Just, the best, you know what's so funny about that? Just is pulling like, like the dad move. Right. The way that you preface that whole story, though, now leads me to believe that like people were thoroughly annoyed with me over the course of the weekend. And the best part is, is until right now, I didn't even know. I really need to do some some real inner searching here. <laughs> no, it, like it was just. The moments of like, I, 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 I do just, remember that. Yeah, it pissed people yeah. off. And I remember, well, honestly, even after I did it and to see people's reactions and to be like, yeah, that was pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I was just laughing. I'm just like, dude, that's just what he does. And then, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> uh, got any more stories where I was an asshole? <laughs> uh, not that I can think of off, offhand. Fair. Um what else do I got here? Any more warm ups? Maybe are... COVID, right? You know, actually, I did want to talk about that. Yeah, bring it so, up. So, um, my big thing with it is, and we've talked about this before, but you know, you watch the news, right? And it's just, it's so negative. Like the first ten minutes, like I got stuck watching the news like a week or so ago after the Vikings game, maybe two weeks ago that Monday night. 
and I was wrapped into like the first 10 minutes and it was all like how COVID has negatively affected businesses, people, whatever, and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, dude, like, yeah, I get it. It sucks like for a lot of people, but how about we kind of just start to spin this thing in like a positive way? Right. Dude, they got a you know? death toll. They talk like they oh, lead with 57 more dead. It's so morbid. Yeah, and they keep it, especially on like CNN, they just keep it right there in front of everybody to see. And it's like, it's so, and it, like for me, man, it's like negativity breeds negativity. Yeah. So we're just, we're just spinning into this. Like, so I watch news and I'm like, dude, I can't take this. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't do it. But no, my, my point is, is like, how about for the first 10 minutes of news, it's just like, the vaccine is coming and like, okay, it's going to be re- released. We're going to have it. We're going to, you know, we're going to get through this thing together and like things are moving. We're going the right way. And right. Like, and even with like other issues, man, like how about we just spin it positively? And I get it. Like that's the way news are right now. People tune in for drama. Yeah. You know? you're, dude, they say, have you ever heard the statement? If it bleeds, it leads. I have D- not. Human beings have a natural like fixation on negative shit. It's like all the things on the internet that you kind of don't want to watch, but you watch. And that's what news preys on. And because we've got a deep morbid drive in us, but I'll tell you this about news. And this is not a political show by any means, nor are we politically uh, intelligent, but I will say this. As far as news goes, I have no idea what the fuck is real and what's not. You can find a story that Fox News says and find something that CNN completely rebuts. You can vice versa that. There's no, there's nothing out there that I genuinely feel like is accurate. And also I feel like everything's disingenuous. And I'm not taking a political stance with this. I'm just saying the news sucks. So I'm basically piggybacking on your statement with a little bit uh, more powerful adjectives, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're chasing a, a never-ending ball of yarn that you just can't <laughs> right. Take. It's like watching eight-year-olds play soccer. Yeah, it's just Kittens all I want. Yarn ball. Let's just get some positivity going with this thing because we do have the vaccine coming. It's on the way. We're gonna get through it. Like I know it sucks. People have died. People are going to die. Like whatever. But let's freaking like kind of rally this thing together and and get yep. things going in the right way. Let's talk about your COVID deal today. That's that's the vent for me. Um. Oh yeah, I got I got I got tested. Uh, I don't know if I'm popped yet or not, but just kind of had some body aches the last couple of days and figured I might as well do the right thing. And, um, I went in, I got tested and actually the girl that tested me that shoved the dang, whatever thing up my nose, three inches. Wait, yours is up the nose. Uh, I went to the wrong doctor. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> wrong end. eh? Yeah. Um, her kid. Her son, or yeah, her son was named Luther. She told me. Wow. Yeah, and cool. like I've only met two Luthers in my life. Obviously, I didn't meet this this kid, but um, that was a fun little fun little side note there. Um, and yeah, now I'm just waiting waiting on a result. So this is your second COVID test, right? Yeah, I got tested last week uh, and was negative. Was good to go because I was exposed. Yep. To someone, so right. um, got to do the the due jil- due diligence. Easy for you to say. And all right, yeah, here's what we tough. talked about. That's that so one. it's so, and I think you said this, and I'll try to paraphrase, 
but you said it's like there's so many factors and variables that it's hard to like pinpoint things. And I, I agree with you. Like if you go get a COVID test and you wait three days to get that negative test, but you went to seven different essays and bought Skittles and fruit snacks or whatever the kids are buying these days, you could have picked up COVID in between the time you got your negative test. So now all of a sudden you get COVID, you pick it up. Then you get a test back that says I'm negative. Like the, the only way for a test to work Actually, I, I shouldn't even say that. It's just, it's ridiculous. You'd have to get tested twice a day. Yeah. It's out of control. Like, I think, though, you did the right thing if you think you got it. Because right now we're doing our first remote podcast. And we are yes. smashing it, by the way. 100%. As is tradition. But I think ultimately, like, the right thing to do is what you did. You said, hey, here's what I got going. Here's what I feel like. And let me make the decision. Which, that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, I could just go over there and like do it. But I'm like, nah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's the wise thing to do. Yep. You did the um, right thing. All right. Enough about politics. Let's move to, uh, let's move to some sports. All right. We yeah. got, uh, we got, we got Vikings. I want to chat a little bit about, about what they're doing. Um, the twins have made some news. They moved on from May and looks like potentially Rosario. Where do you want to start? Your call, player. All right, let's talk about the Vikes real quick. What'd you think of the game? How about that game, dude? That was freaking nuts, huh? It, it was a good game. It's funny, George Butkovich and I were watching, and uh, when he muffed that punt, when our, when our guy muffed the punt, BB, second to last drive, we kind of called it literally. Like this is where we muff one. And then, lo and behold, it ends up actually helping us because we needed the time on the clock had they scored anyway if we didn't. Uh, so we went. It was a good game, fun to watch. The Vikings are so perplexing this year because you'll see shades of greatness, and then you'll see a team that's completely deplorable. The way that I look at it, though, is one way or another, we're going to finish the season with seven wins, and we're going to have the 19th overall pick. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter what order we win them in. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, it's just it's, it's going to happen. It's like if we're going to have a shitty season, can't we win two games, please? I know. But I'll tell you this. My, my last take, and then I want to hear what you say. Our O-line coach is a stud because that guy, that it, it, it went from one of the worst O-lines I've ever seen in the first couple of weeks to, I would say, like average to above average. And I know average to above average isn't what you're looking for. But when you come from where we came, Hats off to that guy, that coach, and also those players. Because, like, our O-line makes all the difference for a guy like Cousins who couldn't scramble for my fucking grandma. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, that's, like, my biggest pet peeve with him, man. Just buy some time, be able to roll out. Like, every time I watch him, Mahomes or, you know, Lamar, I mean, obviously those two are elite, but every time I watch a mobile quarterback, a Wilson, like, Josh dude, Allen, I'm just, well, even Case Keenum, and, like, I'm not saying Case is better than Kirk, necessarily but it's just nice to know like all right pockets collapsing dude there's a chance this guy can escape and make a, a backyard football play right you know when was the last time cousins made a backyard play where you're like well that was pretty sweet right like twice a season i when mean when was the last time you said escape was that like did i say escape i think you did accidentally and i'm the ex specially guy i'm gonna we'll, have we'll to... move on from that you have to listen back uh, but yeah no you're right so cousins he looks like he's got velcro on like anytime he's in the pocket and a, like a defender gets within three feet of him, he looks like he's magnetic and Velcroed. 
He absolutely cannot escape it. It's in, it's in, like agonizing. But our O-line, the last – I'd say three of the last four games, in my opinion, has actually done a damn good job of giving him time. And honestly, the guy's a good quarterback. Well, okay. The guy's an okay quarterback <laughs> if he gets time. He is. Well, if he gets time and, like, he shows flashes and he'll, be, he'll go on streaks of, like, three games of, you know, NFC Player of the Month because he's putting up all these numbers and yards and whatever. So, I mean, he, he throws the ball well and he's an accurate quarterback when he gets time. But, yeah, under pressure, under duress, no chance. Like, it's just – and that that's – yeah, it's hard to watch when that happens right. for and me. Defensively, too, I'd say we've come a long way. I mean, we're we're a little bit porous still, but at the beginning of the year, we were a, a, an absolute funnel. Yeah. Well, from – it's youth, right? It's the, the whole youth movement and Zimmer yeah. having to coach them up and learn them, and they got to figure out what the Schmecks are doing on – certain packages and whatever. So right. they're getting there. Hey, I got they're a, would you there. rather that I just thought of? Yeah. Would you rather be a 14 year veteran safety who makes a great living on a team that never makes the playoffs or play free safety for six years on a team that wins a championship? I would go, I mean, we got to talk about money, but yeah, like I guess outside, okay. outside of money, I would go on money. Well, well, that's stupid too. Yeah, well, same amount of money annually. So maybe yes. you're adding eight more years of salary. Let's um, just say that in either situation, you're set for life. So let's say either situation, you had made at least $70 million over the course of your time play. I'm going six. I'm going six for a couple reasons. A, the championship, which is unbelievable. B, um, based off what I know about football and head injuries and potential like concussions and down the road and all that, I like six. That's a good point. And not being able to even walk when you're 48 like Jerome Bettis. Is he struggling a little bit? Oh, dude, you can Googs that. The guy has trouble getting out of the lazy boy to take a piss. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, those football players, man, I don't envy them. But at the same time, they, they do like, all right, nowadays, you know what you're signing up for. Yep. Right? You know what you're signing up for. When you see a million-dollar contract in front of you, you're not going to put the pen down and be like, no. Not many guys have been able to do that. No, you know, it's you, interesting you say that too. Like, you, you, so like you hear all these people who are now 60 and they've got CTE and they're going yep. after the NFL. And like, I'm not being cynical because especially back then people didn't make necessarily what they do now. But I'll tell you this. If you sat me down when I was like 20 years old and we're like, hey, I tell you what, you're going to be a first round pick. You're going to play 10 years in the NFL. You're going to have any you can date anyone you want effectively, not anyone, but you can get tons of girls, right? Yep. You got yep. all the money, you got all the cars, you got the fishing boats, the, this, the, that, the, this, or that. But when you're 56, you're probably going to die. Dude, I would sign that so fast that the paper would smoke <laughs> because like it, there's something to be said about, and I'm not discounting people who are older because they're, they're honestly life to me has gotten better as I've gotten older, but I'll say this. Like when you see somebody who's between 70 and 90, yeah, they're still getting after it and still having a good life. But like, let's be honest, the quality of living's not the same. I'd almost rather burn super bright <laughs> for a shorter period. But what yeah. the hell do I know? Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting, man. Because like, and then there's also the whole factor of you know athletes after they retire and they go from all that attention, all that money, all that love, 
to okay now they're 38 and they're like okay well what the schmecks am i supposed to do now you know yeah. there's then there's that factor but then they can get a car dealership because of their name and they can sign autographs and all that so i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna discount that but yeah I, i'm with you man 56 you call her good and you had an awesome life with a lot of money and you're able yeah. to yeah take care of your fam and all I that mean, good stuff ultimately so many people just average joes like us right we work our whole lives uh until our podcast goes big and we do this but <laughs> no so you, you work your whole life to basically have a window of when you retire roughly around 60 years old some a little before some a little after but from 60 to however long you go before you expire right so let's just say you get lucky and you get to 80 okay so you work till you're 60 to retire and be able to live that retired life between 60 and 80 yeah well why what difference does it make if you retire at 38 and you get to live that between 38 and 58 yeah no doubt hey now I mean, you're spending that's what you're, you're working spending. for yeah, you're spending more prime years in that retirement phase. When the hydraulics are still working, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're still pumping. <laughs> you're still rocking. Getting after uh, it. Getting uh, after it. In your prime. No Viagra. Uh, that's good stuff, man. Uh, let's talk twinks here. So I, want, I wanted to get your take on, all right, Trevor May is out, signed with the Mets. Is gonna sign with the Mets for two years. Are you like okay with it? Cool, we'll find somebody else. Or where are you at with it? I don't. I don't. So first of all, that was the Mets have a new owner, and I think this was his first big signing, uh, or will be when it when it's finalized. But I actually felt like May was really good and was continuing to get better from where we had seen him four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't love it. But I also don't know the intricacies behind the the contract, what we were willing to pay, what they were. Yeah. And I know we've got a lot of relievers. I, I guess overall the answer is I don't love it. How about you? I'm the same. So uh, a couple buddies group texted and I didn't I didn't respond or anything, but they said like I'm good with him being gone because he's just kind of so so. And I agree with that. Like I feel like. What's he been around? Maybe five years ish. I feels off, right. Up and down, you know. Um, but I feel like, especially the second half of this year, he really started to get his confidence level, and he really started to get his belief to a point where, like, you could just tell me personally with his demeanor on the mound, like, I belong. I'm the man. I throw 98. Yeah, he's you know, bulldogging. I, f- I figured out my slider to a decent extent. Like, okay, now I have that, and like, I'm legit. And that's so freaking big for an athlete to finally figure that out because he spent five years, I think, tweaking and, you know, trying to figure out his confidence, get all that stuff going. And I feel like he just literally turned the corner halfway through this year, roughly. Um, And now he gone. So I think it's a bigger loss than maybe what most people think. But I'm with you. I I think – if, if we know anything about the New York Mets, and I know this is new ownership, but they've got a penchant for signing people uh, for way too much money. Overspending. So yeah. I, I, I'm guessing we just weren't we, we weren't willing to do that. Couldn't I, compete. I, I got to think internally, we probably feel like Duffy is ready for that role. Yeah, Duffy's solid, man. He's he, really he's, good. And he's really, really, really gotten better. Like, yeah. Because May was, started out a little better than Duffy, and I would say they both got about – 
I would say near the same plane. But I think Duffy's got more to give, and and I wouldn't have an issue with him being our you know our eight guy or even I mean who knows Christ is Rogers even our closer I don't want to open up a can of worms there but yeah. he was brutal this year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he he was another dude who kind of went opposite of May. Like he went from being the dude that was lights out all year two years ago to this year now. Like okay, what's going on with me? Like I, you know, I'm not. Yeah. So, but I think with May to your point. They couldn't afford them, but they probably have, you know, they're very good with analytics and numbers, and they can find, like, a Sergio Romo type or somebody on the market that they feel like is effective that they can get for cheaper right. based off of their calculations and whatever. So Yeah, they're going to have to figure out somebody who can get us into the playoffs with a really good record and then help us lose the next <laughs> playoff games all in a row. Yeah, to make it 20, 21, Well, 22. dude, that's a streak, dude. Yeah, might as well keep her. Might as well keep it alive. Loserville, about, USA. Yeah, that's what we do, hey? Um, might as well start to just enjoy it and just embrace it. Right. Uh, Rosie gone. Rosario, well, he's on waivers. I don't know if he's gone yet, but yeah. where are you at with that? Fan I, favorite. So, so I, I there's some sentiment for me where, like, I remember having watched his first game, shoot, now probably six years ago, seven. I don't even know. It's been in the league a while, but he actually hit a home run in his first uh, major league at bad. He First AB. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember did. that. And, and his family was in the crowd, uh, from Puerto Rico. And I remember yeah. having watched them and just be like, the, the, they were so excited. And like, I just, there was something about that moment that to me was just so cool. Probably that I saw it live, but the family element anyway, long story longer. And he's I, got that charisma. He does. He does. The, the one thing that got me a little bit about him. And I think you and I disagreed a little bit is over time. He seemed to have like a, He's a too cool for school attitude guy. And I'm not saying that he's not coachable and I'm not saying he's not a good locker room guy, but he's just got this. I, there's just something about the dude. Like, I don't know. He, he started a quick story, me. quick yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Now that you're on it. Um, so my buddy is the bullpen catcher for the twins. Okay. And he said, so lat so two summers ago was his first year with the team. And the only thing like he said was, Everybody was legit and cool. Rosie, Rosario, I think like halfway through the year, three quarters through the year, like saw him and like didn't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> like couldn't tell him like to his face what his name. Like he's like, I don't think he knew what my name actually was. But right. So like he's just in his own world. Like, yeah. you know, he's got he's got the ego about him, which is fine, which is cool. You're in the yeah, big I mean, leagues. There's something to be but, said, too, about having like an edge. I mean, I, I think that that probably helped his game. I know he was a big moment guy. Like, I watched him do a lot of big things in big moments, like hit walk-off home runs and get hits. But I, I don't know. I, like, I don't feel that bad about it. And quite frankly, what does that tell you? It tells you one thing. Kirilov and Larnack are ready, right? Yes. I, well, yeah. I think Kirilov is for sure. I don't – I mean, just watching him in that one playoff game, like, he seems like – dude, he's just confident. Right. You know, like, and even reading articles about him, like, there's no moment that's really too big for him. You know, he didn't seem that nervous in his first step bat. Like, he hit a hard line drive, you know, to the center fielder, I think, his first AB. And he just, he's patient. He, like, he's a dude that in that first playoff game, like, that's your first big league game. And you're like, I belong. Right. Like, I belong, you know, and that's, that's pretty rare, I feel like, man. Especially to, to, to make your first, your debut in a playoff game. Yeah, and he, yeah, everything I read about him, he's 
he's the real deal. So I, you know, I ain't worried about Rosie being gone. We got Kirilov. We got. Lonnie. I'm not either. We'll miss him a little bit. You know what's? Wouldn't you rather make your debut like against the Orioles at noon, like in the second game of a three-game set at Camden, where like there's 11 people in the stands? <laughs> that dude. I mean, honestly, you you talk about brass balls. That dude did make his debut in a big spot. Now, granted, there weren't fans, but right. There's not yeah. really a bigger spot, is there? No, uh, I, I mean guess the World nerves. Series, but. The nerves aren't going to be as, whatever you call it, like poignant, frayed. pointed. Yeah, po- yeah, but either way, like that's a big moment, big spot, and he, yeah, dude, he handled it like he handled it like a five-year vet from what it looked like. So I'm We're good. We have with, to see what happens. I'm good with Kiro. Yeah, I am too. All right, sweet man. Um. That's that's good for sports, I think. We're yeah, good on that. Yeah. Let, we we like to touch on a little bit of sports on the program. So I threw at you about sharing our our twenty one stories, turning twenty ones. Yeah. And do you, were you able to remember yours? No. So I and and this isn't like funny. Like I got so bombed that I can't remember it. I genuinely don't have memory of what I did on my twenty first birthday. And again, not because I was drunk. I just don't remember like what I did. I I have a summer birthday. Yeah. So I know that I turned 21 before most, not all, but most of my friends, especially the ones in our grade. Yeah. And I know for a fact it was summer. And I know for sure that I went out and probably had two or three dozen beers, but I don't know where <laughs> it was. So I guess I don't have like a story. <laughs> for that. Isn't that funny though, too, how um, like literally almost two dozen beers, like you, and you're probably not lying. No, probably. I mean, legit at least over 15 and you don't, I, I, the thing for me is, and this is a little different than you. I think I was on the bottle a little bit before you. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, yeah, I, I didn't drink a didn't little drink bit, until... not a ton, but like in college, I, I mean, I was getting tuned up. Jeez. I don't know. Like probably five nights a week in college. You're saying yes. Like yeah. in, when I was 19, 20, so 21 to me. Oh yeah. I can't remember what I did. I yeah. I was a late bloomer on the, on the sauce. That's good. Now you're a raging alcoholic, so you came on strong. Well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna take December off here. Well, you're really, well, to be fair, you're not a raging alcoholic. I was just trying to make you laugh, but yeah, I know, I yeah. Why I'm are you just, taking December off? I just want, you know, I want to see. Like it's been a while since I've like just put it away for a while. You know, I can't remember like a stretch of time where I've gone like a few weeks or even a week. You know, like I'm a dude that'll have like, you know, a cocktail maybe at night, a few nights a week, hit it a little bit on the weekends. And I'm just like, you know, I'm going to see, I'm going to see what life is like without it. It'll probably be the exact same, just less shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it gives you a little more clarity, a little more peace of mind. Who knows? You know, you just don't know. You don't know. You don't know until you try. Exactly. So we're going to do that. Okay. But dude, no, so... I think it's funny though when we were 21 the whole power hour thing bars are open till 1 yep now they're open till 2 and you can't even do power hours or power 2 hours now yeah do you know that right yeah yeah i mean it you makes sense you can't go to the bar now until like the next day right or whatever just oh is that right that's a law yeah yeah so you turn 21 on July 15th you got to yep. go on july 15th of like the day whatever huh that's you my birthday saying? by the way you did that on purpose right yes um 
But uh, yeah, dude, Power Hour, like just. What'd you do? Did you go to Power so, Hour? Yeah, so I think I had a couple before midnight, before the bar, which was illegal. Sinner. <laughs> um, right. And then uh, went out to uh, for sure one, maybe two bars. I only really remember the one because it's like you're out. People are coming up to you, like, buying shots. And, like, looking back, it's like, dude, I drank so freaking much. Or, like, just shot, shot, shot in one hour. And it's just, you look back and you're like, holy balls, how did I actually, like, survive that? (laughs) You wake up the next day and you're, yeah, dude, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was rough. Nothing much exotic. I just wanted to get yours. This is a bad topic, wasn't it? No, it actually, it's a great topic. I just, I got nothing for it. I remember. Yeah, mine's mine's not, it's definitely not a sexy story. I think it's, for me, the appeal is like, like power hours. Right. That was I forgot all about power hours. I know. I don't think I did one of those. I I guess, dude, I don't, for some reason, I don't remember, but, and I, like I said, I don't think it's because I was so bombed. Maybe I just didn't even do anything for my 21st specifically because I was just getting bound whenever I wanted anyway for the last three years. <laughs> it just wasn't appealing. But what the hell? What the hell do I know? I mean, at the end of the day, if there's one thing I know, it's what the hell do I know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's finish with the plugged cat story. Yeah, you tell it. Or All right. Tell it. Well, so let's tag team this because I don't – my recollection isn't awesome with it. It was probably roughly 10 years ago when it happened. So I had this Saturn, whatever, L300 car. Is L300 like Swedish for shitbox? It's it's top of the, it's like, yeah, leather interior. (laughs) It had chromies on it. Kings. Uh, (laughs) We just talked about chromies the other day with some of my other buddies. Good laugh. Chromies, dude. You know what's funny about chromies? I feel like I'm partially at fault for those because I was hanging out with some Moundsview buddies, right? Like Grayzly and like Martin Nick and those guys. And I feel like I learned that in like fifth grade or like summer of whatever. And I like brought it to like a couple buddies back at White Bear and then it became a thing. I feel like I was kind of like one of the culprits that that made that a thing in White Bear. I got a good chromie story to switch gears. Yeah, so first of all, listeners, chromies are those little metal things on, like, the air plugs They for go tires. on the valve stem for tires. They're metal valve stem covers, so instead of yes. black rubber. So I never – I always used to watch people steal chromies or steal um, – the other thing was hood ornaments. Remember hoodies? Oh, yeah. That was at the same time that people stole starter jacket clickies, but that's another story. But I remember <laughs> – always being like jesus what a bunch of dirt balls like can't believe people are stealing these like what are you doing i was always nervous to get i didn't want to get in trouble well fast forward like 10 years i was hanging out with my buddy billy and adjacent to his house he lived by some baseball fields and adjacent to that was a huge shipping yard okay and the shipping yard had all these trailered semis like literally probably 70 yeah so it was trailers and like they had chromies on them so just for shits and gigs we were, we were kind of running through there and we started grabbing a couple. Like we didn't want to get weird with it, but I wanted some for my, whatever my fricking, I had some shit box bike, like a diamond back or something, but I wanted to put them on. Well, dude, Luger's dad caught us. Really? And he made us go back 
and put them on. And I think originally he, he was going to make us go in and tell the people we stole them. Wait, how did he catch you, though? He saw us over there because it was like probably 200 yards from off their dock. Off oh, so he deck. must. OK, and he had some binos too. He had some binoculars. He did. But he did he? he busted <laughs> us like and, and he was yeah. going to he was going to teach us just the best story. Like, hey, go back, tell them your assholes, then go put them all on. Uh, he caught us one time stealing Pepsi out of the neighbor's garage. We had to go return like a rake or a garden hose to the neighbors straight across. And they had a 24 pack of Pepsi sitting in there. We were like 15 and we each helped ourselves to a Pepsi. And Bob saw us and he made us do that again. He's like, go back, tell them you stole it and then go put it back. And he made us. It was Good, good learning lessons. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack the story. No, dude. No, that's that's quality. Yeah, these are all fond memories about parents teaching you to be a decent human being. And yeah. guess what? I didn't learn it in church. I learned it right out on the mean streets of White Bear Township. <laughs> the deadly mean, yeah. It's tough, <laughs> tough world there. Um, okay, so back to plug cats. All right, I'm driving the, the Saturn, whatever, all 300. Um, and the thing, just like it was... It was kind of hesitating. It wasn't like when I went to accelerate, it wasn't, it didn't have the punch. It didn't have the nuts to get me, you know, what I was trying to do. So I'm like, well, what the schmacks is going on with my car? So I go to, and I can't remember like who this dude was or how I got hooked up with him. I think it was a mechanic who referred me like, hey, he knows about this stuff. So I go to this place. Do you remember that place? Yep. Up in Shoreview. Okay. And he's looking at the car. He's turn it upside down. He's like, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. We go for a test drive. Like, geez, I wonder if it's this. It could be spark plugs, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to X everything off. Yeah, so let me let, let me stop in a, a quick second. Yeah. So to preface all this, Luther and I know less about cars than fucking squirrels. <laughs> like, we have no idea. Uh, I mean, I, literally, I can put in fluid. I know how to put air in tires. Check the oil. Change, I could change a tire, but that's really the extent of it. We're pretty much so equivalent. we're not. We are not car guys. On the car guy spectrum, from one to ten, we're below one. We're not car guys. But yes. when Luther took that test drive with the mechanic, and the mechanic, and you were yeah, and I you. was waiting. I wasn't in the car. Okay. So I was waiting because I had given you a ride up there, but I remember I was waiting, and when you guys got back, go ahead. Yeah, so we get back, and I can't remember the exact details, but he gets out of the car, he starts looking around, he kicking the tires, and like he finally, like the light bulb just boom, he had an fires epiphany. for him. Oh yeah, and he's like, maybe it's plug cats. I think it's plug cats. But then, then he starts he, looking at me like I'm some fucking car guy. Like that's what it was. I, I looked like he, a car guy, and Luther I did. Think I think actually, like, at, before he was even, like, pulling into the driveway, he was so excited to tell you. To tell another car guy. He thought I was a car guy, but he yeah. didn't know that he's I'm like, not a car guy. He's yelling out the window. I think he's I got, think it's plug cats. I think he's got plug cats. He's, like, Just, barely puts the car in park, flies out of the car, and he's coming towards me. I was, like, 40 yards away. It's plug cats. I figured it out. You know, it's, it's cats. It's got to be the cats. And I'm just like looking at this dude like, dude, I've never even, I don't even know what a catalytic converter does. I've heard the words (laughs) and I don't, but he's telling me as though I'm some like mechanic and God bless him, dude. If you're a mechanic, that's awesome. It's just not in my skill set. It's not beneath me, not my skill set. But for some reason he looked at me and decided, Hey, this guy's a car guy. And I'm sitting there being like, Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
<laughs> sure. I thought I thought it might be the cats too, but I wanted you to kind of check it out, you know. Just selling it. Just like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It makes sense now. Yeah, hundred percent. He could have like, said yeah. shit that literally didn't have anything to do with cars. It's the fluffer converter, and I'd have been like, dude, hundred percent. That's what we were thinking too. Splats <laughs> plug cats. It's cats. Yeah, he didn't even bother to say catalytic converter either. He just goes right for the cats. That's just the, the mechanic and the car guy nickname. Funny story about the cat, your catalytic converter that sat in my garage for six years after you got it taken out and he gave it back to you. Jeez, I my kept, memory's bad, I kept man. telling I you to get rid of that, Yeah. and uh, you didn't, which is fine. So I gave it to Luger. Luger took it to NRI, got himself 40 bucks for it. Really? Yeah, hate to see it. Hate to see could, it. Could have got a quick 40. Wouldn't have been worth my time. <laughs> How much is your time worth? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously more. I nah. tell you what, 40 bucks in an hour, that's worth my time. Yeah, I suppose. Then you got to get a truck. You got to get all that. You got to load it up. Then there's that too. I don't know. What are you talking about? Catalytic converter is like the size of a football. Oh, okay. We'll see that. See that. So here's what you got to do. You got to. No, yeah. Okay. Maybe I know even more than How you. knowledgeable. Because I think of a catalytic <laughs> converter as like some. Some you gotta, well, first you got to rent the semi, and then you got to load the fucker <laughs> on. Probably need a forklift. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's even better. That you got to uh, call Dale Earnhardt and get the NASCAR. Team that's like out. a sore you dick. Can't. You can't beat it. Phenomenal story. Oh <laughs> uh, man, good stuff. We're gonna end on that. That's good. All right, love that. Nailed it. All right, good times. Um, yeah, next week hopefully in person. Yep, thanks for tuning into the program. Stay tuned for what Luther's COVID test comes in at, and we'll see if he was able to not drink from today to next week. Yeah, let's keep that. Let's keep that. We'll on. check in on your progress. Yeah, yeah, love it. All right. All right, brother. See you, buddy. Yep, later. All right, guys, that's it. Hey, thanks again for listening, and love to hear from you. So reach out to us at ltkathletic.com. All right, until next time, learn, try, know, and achieve. Hum, babe.